Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Delirium podcast hosted by Yash Kewar and Ben Appel. Today is... Shut up. Now, let me do my intro. No, no, no. It's okay. Uh, Today is December 9th, 2020, the year of... Please get me out. We're almost done. (laughs) Yeah, can't come soon enough. Say hi, Ben. Make your introduction. (laughs) Hello, everyone. I'm Ben, Yasha's abused partner, as you can see. <laughs> this is pretty representative of our friendship <laughs> and how he treats me in general. Um, okay, that's a little unfair, but also kind of accurate. <laughs> um, we're really happy to be doing this podcast. So, yeah. Now, I wanted, so one thing we were talking about while we were doing our hidden podcast episode zero, which might never be released properly, maybe. I don't know, depends on how this thing goes. We're, uh, I think one thing we realized is, so podcasts often have a hard time building viewership. So we decided to change how we viewed it. We are looking at this as a live documentary of ourselves for our future selves, because me and Ben have really bad memories to the point that we make dementia jokes and our friends like actually agree with us <laughs> yeah but they're not jokes guys we will have dementia by the time we are 50 guaranteed like there's early onset dementia <laughs> and then there's like early early onset dementia and it's then the... we have early 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 onset dementia <laughs> like where the like i think uh you're not supposed to be able to develop dementia or alzheimer's until you're like 30 we started at like 14 <laughs> yeah i think it's like 50 is the minimum age we're gonna be like 30 probably by the time we were just completely gone oh yeah okay yeah and i think i remember the exact day dude i like how we had podcast notes but no just we'll get to it eventually (laughs) we'll get to everything eventually (laughs) but i think i remember the exact day where we like started developing like this dementia or this or it at least accelerated um we were you remember the day I remember, I think I know the source. So you remember the day, you just can't remember anything else. No, 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 no. I'm about to tell. I'm about to tell the story. And you've forgotten, so this actually works. Um, So this was during FBLA. And for everyone who doesn't know, me and Ben in high school participated in something called Future Business Leaders of America, which had conferences and competitions and stuff. And those stories will come along. There are so many. But what I want to talk about right now is we were at a conference for uh, me, Ben, and our partner, our partner, Cole Thayer. We were the trio, the squadron of death. No, <laughs> uh, we were at this <laughs> yes. conference for that was about Alzheimer's research. And this panelist was talking to us about it. And like an epiphany that happened, Ben and Cole realized that they have family history of developing uh, this horrible disease like okay we joke about it but at the same time we think it's like a horrible thing that happens to people keep that in mind everything's a joke it's everything's a joke we don't actually mean serious harm and if you're going to get offended this is not the podcast for you uh yeah so ben and cole realized that they actually have like a lot of the symptoms or like the traits of like early onset dementia pretty early and i realize i do too besides the family history yeah and this was age what 16 right 15 or 16 something like that yeah so it started early for us and it's just accelerated like 
yeah bad <laughs> really badly i do remember that i remember we walked in we were all happy we were joking with each other and then we walked out we were just sad depressed and realized we had dementia <laughs> or well happened <laughs> <laughs> giving ourselves self-medical diagnosis what's so bad about that is both of our parents uh both of his parents are in the medical field and my dad is so because of our family we've i'd say we've become well versed in a lot of medical conditions and what happens with them and yet we're like we we like don't like we need to show a certain amount of respect that we just don't <laughs> oh yeah it just becomes a joke after you talk about it long enough well i think with jokes and this is one thing i want to talk about is um I think people ask, what level of appropriateness is really appropriate for a joke, right? I think my personal rule of thumb and what I've always told you guys is uh, depends on your audience. If your audience isn't okay with it, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, so if you're listening and you're part of the Alzheimer's Association, I'd recommend you just stop listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> first episode, what we do with our first five minutes spending is telling just secluding groups of people like, okay, <laughs> This is not for yeah. you. This is not for you. And this is why we're like also keeping in mind that this is a documentary dash podcast. So yeah. in terms of documentary, since its original purpose is not to monetize for the viewing pleasure of an audience, its original purpose is for us to look back at it. We're allowed to say whatever we want. Yep. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, all <right>. yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's so, see. We got to the purpose of the podcast. <laughs> all right so the next subject on the agenda is to talk about me and yasha's cycle of karma that we go through as we like to call it so basically what happens is i will do something stupid on accident and then yash will get into a similar scenario where he does something stupid and the result is usually a fine or bodily injury and harm so um, the first example of this started when I got pulled over when I was driving with Yash to go play mini golf with some of our friends. Now, this was a really interesting time experience because when we got pulled over at the time, we had a book in the car called A Case for Christ about people who were like questioning religion and looking at Christianity. And so what happened is I put my hands on the wheel, I pulled down all the windows, and I told Yash to pretend to read the book so it looked like he was a good Christian boy. And then the police officer came over, and we, we acted all nice and everything, and we were going about, like, 25 over the speed limit. Wait, no, no, no. You were going. I was a passenger <laughs> on the shotgun, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. As you will see, Yash is a very safe driver. <laughs> shush, 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 spoilers, go on. <laughs> Anyways, so we were going about 20, 25 over the speed limit, and the cop reduced, reduced it to seven miles over the speed limit because we were nice, and Yash was reading the book. Yeah, so see... That was the first instance. I am convinced... No, no, I, I, I gotta add a little bit to it. I am convinced that if I was not reading the book Case for Christ and I was the one in driver's seat, right? 
me, uh-huh. the darker-skinned individual, <laughs> I feel like somehow we would have been charged the proper 25 miles over. <laughs> yeah, could have run into a similar George Floyd. No, holy <laughs> shit. Oh boy, we just alienated another group. (laughs) Bye-bye. Okay. So we trudged through. We trudged through. (laughs) So after that happened, Yash met me in York one time, which is where I go to college. And um apparently the police officers didn't like the way that he parked on a street. Like the hood of his car was in front of a parking meter by like a few inches, and then okay. you got like a forty dollar ticket, right? No, no, no. The ticket was like eighty dollars. It was a little oh crazy, and I was like, okay. So obviously, I was off by a couple inches, like one or two. That is fair, but one or two, dude. Men have penises bigger than that. <laughs> the difference, like, oh my god, I was so peeved. <laughs> Life, yeah, is so Life is fun. You were like an Asian penis away from parking me. Okay. And there goes another group. Anyways. <laughs> and you got an $80 ticket. That seems like a little much. I'd say like, what, $20 would have been a fair amount. But no, you got $80. Targeting, even though they have no clue who I am or what they look like, but targeting. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then, so... That was the second part of the cycle of karma. After that, what happened? Um, oh, Yash got, got into a major car. Crash. All right, I'll, I'll tell this talk one. About that one. You know what I'm realizing? The cycle of karma is just okay. What I'm starting to realize is this podcast is just one confession. <laughs> it's just recorded confessions and a documentary. <laughs> and the cycle of karma is just a documentary of shitty drivers. Honestly, but yeah. that's fine that's fine we will mo- hopefully eventually we monetize our confessions <laughs> okay or be put in jail <laughs> or be, either one i i am ready <laughs> no okay so um no no one thing happened to you because that was the york thing what happened to you at you uh oh what- oh yeah how could i forget about that i got like several um parking warnings no tickets but several parking warnings at my college because i kept parking in various locations on campus and like i never was able to find the right location so i got the right location to park in after about four attempts the question is are you willfully ignorant or just stupid stupid definitely okay there we go (laughs) i was genuinely trying i was like looking at the parking map and there were like all these colored zones that corresponded to areas where we were allowed to park. And I kept picking the wrong location for some reason because I couldn't correspond a color to a certain area of the map. And you told a girl, no, no, you got to tell this part. Right? You told, oh, uh, yeah, t- tell that part, go on. Okay. So um, during the first week of college, there was this girl that said she kind of liked me. And um, I, she had said earlier on that like she needed help moving her car to uh, the correct parking space. I said, oh, okay, I'll come with you. I'll show you where to go. And so I took her to the parking location where I had parked my car, which I thought was the right parking lot. Two days later, we got an email 
that um, I was indeed in the wrong parking lot. And that meant that her car was also. So <laughs> I immediately called Yash and asked advice on what to do for this scenario because I had told her like eight times that I was positive that this was the right parking lot. And, and you threw your parents under the bus. You said, yeah. oh yeah, my parents told me. <laughs> yeah. And I remember telling her because she asked like, are you sure that this is the right spot? And I was like, no, I'm pretty stupid, but my parents said this is the right spot and they're <laughs> both doctors, so I trust them. <laughs> wow. Okay. You, like, that is something you need to, my, my parents are doctors. What a, <laughs> and look what that did. You just, you just made her think they're unreliable doctors. Hey, you know what? I'm just happy I said that, honestly. Because if I had just said, yes, I'm sure, then it would have looked like I'm stupid. But I was prepared. But you are stupid because your parents that... didn't say that. <laughs> I know. But I know <laughs> that I'm usually wrong 99% of the time. <laughs> so I was just preparing for the future. Sorry, mom and dad, but pretty girl likes me. So I'll throw you under the bus. Yeah. It's not like she's meeting them or anything. True, true, true. Um. <laughs> <laughs> not not after what happened but yeah we'll talk yes. about that in a bit a little bit later um so after that i and ben spoiled it a little <laughs> shake my head uh I, I was i work at lowe's uh part-time just here and there and i was driving home one day from work and it was like late at night and um it's funny i've told this story to insurance companies so many times i basically have it scripted <laughs> um <laughs> As I was driving, it was starting to get uh, somewhat dark and, uh, but you could still see, you would say like it's dusk. And I was driving across the freeway, it's a double lane freeway. And I see a car trying to pull out of a, of a out of an auto zone, not sponsored. Um, and I just keep on going forward because I'm on the freeway and I have the right of way. But this car jumps out at me and the top, and I drive a minivan and the, the the front right portion of my car hits his front left portion because I was trying to swerve out of the way, but we still hit. And his car went like flying away like a little ping pong ball. <laughs> and my car, like as I was serving, I just ended up in one of the turning lanes. And it was honestly kind of a terrifying experience at the time. Not kind of, most definitely a terrifying experience. I think like my spine was sore for a week. I didn't realize you could have sore spines from car accidents, but makes sense. Um, so yeah, I think that is the peak of the cycle of karma. And I don't think anything has happened since then. Maybe you'll have to remind what? me something happened to Are you. Are you kidding? Oh, okay. Oh, I guess I'm wrong. Anyways. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have to talk about that. But yeah, at the moment of this recording, December 9th, 2020, Yash can't drive at the moment and it's kind of depressing, but oh, well. Uh, poor Yash. You've had a sad car history. You I should talk about the death mobile too. We will. Given time, we will. Anyways. Okay. Yeah, you guys will learn about the death mobile with enough time. <laughs> yeah, so um, after Yash's major car crash, I guess the next event that happened to me was that I got COVID um, like, I'd say, five days before I got back for Thanksgiving break from college. It was horrible timing. I wouldn't have cared if I got COVID, honestly, if it had been like any other week except the week before I got back. 
because I was all excited to have a nice big Thanksgiving meal and, you know, go catch up with all my friends. But nope, I had to quarantine for 14 days. So that was fun. I was like eating turkey in my room alone. Was the most depressing Thanksgiving ever. What a great Thanksgiving! I was supposed to come to your family's for Thanksgiving this year, <laughs> yeah. but nope, someone had to be an idiot. <laughs> but speaking of being an idiot, I think immediately, like a week into his COVID, uh, actually getting infected and having to be quarantined, I had a COVID scare, and like I was playing volleyball out with friends like just six of us we were like mostly volleyball is like kind of a distant sport and the person who could have been infected she came out negative by the way who could have been infected uh her mom was infected because she's a nurse and she was on the other side of me so i had to quarantine and get tested and all of that so i don't know if this is karma but it's just it's like you of course you got covid and then i had almost exposure I came out negative because I don't suck like you, Ben. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's why. (laughs) You know, honestly, it may have been a good thing that I got COVID. I have a feeling that Thanksgiving would have been quite a destructive experience for both me and you if you had bear witness to that event because I'm just imagining my grandmother, my dad, my brother and my dad's girlfriend, all of whom, by the way, have weird anxiety-ridden relationships. So that would have been quite an experience that I'm not sure would have been the best. So it may have been a good thing, honestly. Oh, boy, your family. That's... Oh, yeah. That's... (laughs) We're just going to throw that. We're like, there's so many things that come up. We're just throwing down the line. That'll be a whole other episode. Just do not want to deal with all of this right now. Stuart Shorey. St- oh, wait. What? Okay, we're just going to cut that part out. Wait, what did you say? I was trying to say, like, st- oh my God, wait, what's the saying? Like, short story, short story, short, long story short. Why could I not think of it? I was trying I, to say long story short. I might just I leave that short story short. I, I might just leave this in just to fuck with you. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the editor. <laughs> yeah, you have all the editing skills. I have none, so you could just leave this in here if you want. Uh, anyways, anyways, all right. Long story short, think of drug dealers, cocaine addicts, and individual pilots crashing. And then you have my family. You know, this oh, is and all the Jewish mafia. Mo- most <laughs> okay. That just sounds unrealistic, but for someone who is a skeptic, which is me, it's true. And you know, most of the stuff is already out. Like, like you can like Google it. So you know, that's that's your proof. <laughs> but exactly. we'll deal with that later. Later, later, later. Yeah. Let's talk about. And I'm gonna do this one. Is we, me, and you actually went on a trip yesterday. Uh, we drove. So, Wait, we did. I'm just kidding. Dementia's uh, not that bad. Yes. Yeah, okay. Haha, you're very funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. The so, the original idea was we we had it a couple months ago. Is we were gonna just get into a car eight hours and just start driving anywhere and see where we end up. We live in central Pennsylvania, so realistically, if we drove for like three-ish hours, depending on how fast Ben drives. 
we could have gone south all the way south of Baltimore, all the way north up to like Scranton, PA, or like even like the upper echelons of New York. That's actually like near Erie, <laughs> that part, or west of like near Pittsburgh. I don't know if we could have made it all the way to Pittsburgh, depending on. Hey, your hey, speed. hey! The important part of your earlier statement was depending on how fast Ben drives. So if we really wanted to, and we were just driving randomly, I'm sure we could have made it to Ohio. Okay. <laughs> for after four hours of driving i don't vote not without like getting pulled over <laughs> and then east up to like jersey or stuff that's basically the point now what we actually ended up deciding to do we left at like 10 a.m and i woke up like an hour before yash has a horrible sleep cycle and i was like actually contemplating telling you to cancel <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> for five minutes okay five minutes but then i got over it <laughs> um i got up and i was like you know i kind of i was just like you know what i'm in the mood for an escape room but the thing is, you can't just drive up to an escape room and expect to go you have to like do reservations so what i did is i looked out as far as I possibly could within the state. And I found this place called Cure Z, which is in Allentown, Pennsylvania, which is actually kind of near New York. Um, and I got us reservations there. And it's the biggest escape room in the East Coast, free advertising. Ahaha. <laughs> um, it's a 10 room escape building, and you have two hours to do it. Now, up leading to this room, uh, we, we got a uh, I had done one escape room on my own with a previous girlfriend. Oh boy, those are going to be stories. And one escape room with Ben. And then Ben, up to yep. that point, I think you've also done one on your own and then the one with me. Yeah, I did one in Orlando and then the one with you. Do you want to talk about the escape rooms? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about the overall concept. So basically, me and Yash were two scientists that had to um, save, had to find a vial of um, this treatment for a virus, ironically, that had been spread around the world. And no, just in a town. The apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, it was like a zombie apocalypse, but it was only in one town. <laughs> oh, it was in one town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is such a big deal. Huh? Why was this such a big deal then? Don't worry about it. Go on. <laughs> Why couldn't the other like 99% of the world have helped out? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You were remembering it wrong. Just continue. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so our mission was to find this one vial that had the cure for this virus that would just release into the air and instantaneously cure everyone, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that how it works? Okay. Yeah, this is making less and less sense. <laughs> As we go on. <laughs> Anyways, so that was our mission to find the vial. And we had to get through 10 different escape rooms in order to find it. Um, and each of them had like, you know, several codes that we had to decipher and words and translations and stuff. So um, overall, we did pretty well, actually. We actually got out with what, like 43 seconds to spare? No, four. Literally oh, four. Four. <laughs> four seconds to spare. The, so the funny part about that is of the escape rooms that we've done before, where there was just one escape room, we weren't able to complete them in an hour, yet we were able to escape. 10 rooms in two hours with and, seconds to spare which is and, pretty amazing and this room is like rated 90 percent difficulty yeah 
which exactly. I promise you the other rooms are definitely not 90% difficulty. <laughs> no, this was like 40% difficult. Well, no, I'd say like 60% difficulty. The other rooms? No, this room compared to the other rooms we've been in. This You think this room was easier than the other rooms? Nah, I think this room was harder. I think it was just we were more stupid in the other rooms. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually some frustrating points, but like, I want to give away too much because it's their room and I don't want to like be the guy who gives away the secrets on how to solve the room. <laughs> but what would happen is we we would struggle on the stupidest and most simple things in some of the rooms. Like for example, in the, I think it was the second or third room where we got the code, we figured it out, but we couldn't uh, we couldn't <laughs> open the lock that would let yeah. the key out that would let us go into the next room. So we were just fiddling with it. I think we wasted seven minutes on that thing. My God, until I just like randomly furiously shook it and it opened properly. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't really our fault. That was that not our fault. Them, honestly. But yeah. I love them, but yeah, that part was low-key fever dying. So we got that. And then, but we made up for it because some other rooms, like the room immediately after, we like kind of just flew through. Oh yeah, we're good at color coding, apparently. We're just hey, not good at counting. We have kindergartner like, skills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? What? We probably did so well because it involved four large bottles of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason we did well. <laughs> True, true. I think, oh, I need to, oh, I think I need to look up. Uh, I think one of the bottles was called Carbet Noyar. It's just because I, I remember saying that uh, <laughs> while doing the puzzle, I was like, man, I really got to try these bottles out. <laughs> yeah, they look so good. I, I love how we just don't use the alias we gave it to for them. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, crap. No, no, that's fine. It's it's too late. <laughs> they were milkshakes. Yeah, milkshakes. We're in too deep. Or slushies. <laughs> slushies. Yeah, that's our name for them. Slushies. Just <laughs> pretend you didn't hear the other stuff, guys. It's okay. Just uh, edit it, Josh. There we go. No, Master I have to editor. leave that part in. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um. All right. And then from the oh, and I remember as we were driving there, your mom, because your parents actually still tracked you. How lame. How lame. Um, this is like on the very northeastern edge of Pennsylvania, so it's actually not that far away from New York City and Jersey. And as you were driving there, your mom called you and was like, you know, I bet you guys were going on a trip to like Hershey, which is like 20 minutes away from us, not New York, which is a coronavirus hotspot. Yeah, well, she called and she was like, why are you going to New York City? And I was like... <laughs> Hey, I told you we were going on a road trip. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I thought that meant Hershey or something. I was like, no, you don't understand. Road trip with me means like a minimum two-hour drive. Do you enjoy driving? You drive a lot. I really enjoy like driving with music on. Yeah, yeah. I think I think everyone does. Oh, oh, and the one thing we wanted to talk about, so. As, as Ben is a fast driver, as you know, um, and Yash isn't a driver, as we know, um, we were going like, I would say 10 to 15 over the speed limit. Oh, confessing a crime. Um, there was this guy in front of us, like he started out behind us, but he's like, this is actually insane. Like he's weaving through trucks and stuff. And like, there's only one inch of space between him and cars. And he's like, 
getting forward and going like at least 20 to 30 miles over the speed limit like we tried keeping up oh, with him but there's fast driving and then there's just straight up suicidal well no because i remember for a good while we were actually trying to chase him and like i remember like we got up to 100 at one point ah yes confess confess though anyways <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a hundred kilometers per hour, definitely. Yeah. Ben, that's that, Ben. That's faster than miles, dude. No, it's not. Wait, no. Oh God, I just admitted being stupid. No, it's not. It's it's bad for us. I'm from India, and we use kilometers. There. Okay. You better not edit that part. <laughs> I won't. I won't. <laughs> Whoopsies. Okay. Yeah, and when we got up to a hundred. And this was only for like a few seconds. This guy was still beating us by like a good 20 miles an hour. So he was yeah, still I accelerating was, like faster than us. So yeah. Yeah. Like he wasn't even in eye distance. Like he was gone. In the horizon. Like like uh, if you've ever seen those old Westerns, it's like gone with the wind or something like that. Yeah. Except it's in his little Subaru or Mazda or whatever it was. <laughs> No, he wasn't gone with the wind. He was the wind. <laughs> he became the wind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, and the restaurant we went there. Uh, I forget what they was called. Oh, it was like Grill, grill 3501. Look at us just giving out free. <laughs> I'm just proud I remembered it, honestly. Yeah. My God. Yeah. That was a good food. Like, that was some good lunch uh, that I. We, we ate there and not that anything was too significant about there that's worth mentioning it's just ben ha i have this experience where i'm i don't do this on purpose but with tipping i'm a little weird and ben you can explain yeah no no i was gonna stop you i was gonna say what do you mean this wasn't significant this was a very significant experience for you at least it wasn't the food wasn't the service or the drinks it's the fact that yash did not look for a pen before giving his credit card to the waitress. Because what Yash has a habit of doing is not realizing that there's nothing to sign. And then he looks for a pen before payment. And because then... I'm looking to tip, I'm a good, great <laughs> customer. I, I'm so eager to tip these people. Yeah. And so then he gets really confused, and I have to help him out and help him realize that there's nothing to sign you ever seen a dog who doesn't know how to get back inside yeah <laughs> yeah and then once the waiter or waitress does give us our receipts back yasha's tipping percentage is pretty much all based on the hair color and the attractiveness of the waitress because okay. we were <laughs> we were at York one time. Unintentionally. Yeah. Unintentionally. I testify <laughs> unintentionally. Okay, go on. And so there was this really pretty blonde waitress that was checking us out. And Yash tipped her like 300%. <laughs> the coffee was like $3 and I gave her $4 of trip. Yeah. So <laughs> that happened. And then like a month or so later... We were out and Yash tipped um, a moderately pretty person, like 25%. And then we went out again and there was this girl that just wasn't attractive at all. And he <laughs> tipped her like 10%. Okay. I, this is how I get called out for like being sexist somehow. Like, me too is about to be all over my ass. <laughs> 
right, so we've just lost another. <laughs> and there goes another sect. God, if we ever become a big, we gotta have like shirts that says, and there goes another group of people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Honestly. I feel like we actually, I, this actually went much better than I thought it would. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What about I, you? Honestly, me too. A lot better than I thought. I think our mental, our us switching our mentality for this being a documentary more than a podcast really helped. Yeah, no, that honestly really helped me. I'm glad you suggested that. Yeah, because I don't feel the need to perform. I'm just, exactly. I'm just trying to relay what's happened, and the, and I genuinely believe, and this is not just for like, this is like for any listeners, but also for ourselves. I genuinely believe our lives have been interesting enough that the content alone plus a little bit of our personality here is entertaining enough <laughs> oh yeah how could the content not be entertaining <laughs> uh you know i don't know episode one just uh offends about like three different groups and <laughs> admits to a couple of misdemeanor crimes misdemeanors at the very misdemeanor least. not felony yeah not felony. felonies yeah. none of these are felonies <laughs> yet no all right, anyways, on that light note, thank you. Wait, what? Are we still going? Yeah, yeah. It's oh. just, yeah, yeah, we are. On that light note, thank you, everyone, future Yashin Ben, and anyone else who might straggle along for the first episode of Delirium, because our life is delirious. Oh, God, we didn't even really go over Delirium. We'll do that next episode. <laughs> Oh my god. We're so stupid, it's okay. We'll go over what delirium actually means for us. And um, thank you for joining. Ben, say bye. Woo!